Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether you bless those boys or take flight, we're talking your teams. Sports twelve eighty, New Orleans. Unlike a little prince on a Thursday morning, especially after the Saints put a nice beat down over the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. But of course, this is one of my favorite songs to introduce the great Diamond Dan, Dan Byer from Fox Sports Radio. Dan, what's going on, man? Chris, how you doing? You like the intro music there? <laughs> you know, it's been a little while for flashbacks, but I... I appreciate the, uh, the uh, you know, the remembrance, and uh, yeah, that was good. I, I wasn't sure. I'm like, is that for me or is that not for me? But no, that's pretty cool. Good to hear it. So, Dan, uh, Louisiana sports is the pinnacle of this upcoming weekend. I mean, two massive, massive games. On Saturday, you got LSU and Alabama basically to decide who's going to win the SEC West, who's going to win the SEC, and who's going to get into the playoff, and then... On top of it, Sunday, you've got Saints and Rams, basically NFC supremacy on the line. Uh, let's start with the Saints and the Rams. Uh, Rams are, are on a roll, 8-0. and um, you know, A lot of people think they kind of got lucky last week with Ty Montgomery uh, taking that ball out and fumbling it away. But, you know, let's be honest. In the NFL, sometimes luck helps. And even when you're really good, you can use luck at times. And uh, the Rams have been on a roll. What have you seen out of this team so far this year? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right about that, and it is funny. And I and I really think that there is no argument that they're the best team in the National Football League. And if you want to make an argument uh, for it, there's enough numbers to back it up, whether it be Todd Gurley being so great or what Jared Goff has done. But you're right to the fact of, you know, they've had bounces go their way. And to say that this team is the best team in the NFL isn't isn't crazy. But it's also realistic to say, you know, this team could have had a couple of losses if the ball doesn't bounce this way or that way. Not only last week with the Green Bay game, but also in Seattle. Remember, they played a close game there, and it was actually a a game at the end where the Rams were about to punt it back to the Seahawks, and the Seahawks ended up calling a timeout. The Rams said, we'll go for it on on fourth and short, and got it, and we're able to run out the clock. And, And when you look at what the Rams have done, because they've been so good offensively, and because they are 8-0, you kind of forget maybe some of the some of the closer games that they played. You can put some points up on this team. The, the additions that they made in the offseason with the, the, the back end of the secondary, what they've done on the defensive line, and even this week on the defensive line, it hasn't been a cure-all. Akeem Tlaib's hurt. Marcus Peters hasn't been great. So there are spots. You see 8-0 and you think, oh my goodness, and rightly so, they should be the top team. But there are spots to attack this team, and and we've seen situations throughout the season. As good as Gurley's been, he's going to face a tough test as the Saints through the first uh, weeks, few weeks of the season. I mean, they have led the NFL in stopping the run. They've been very good in shutting it down. Uh, so it's power against power this week. Uh, I, I just wonder, Dan, how tested this team has been as far as Jared Goff on the road. Because we all know when the Saints are really good, that Superdome becomes the Def Dome. 
uh, it can absolutely be a home field advantage. And, you know, golf, I guess, uh, you know, starting the, the season off in Oakland is never easy. Uh, played in Seattle, which isn't what it used to be it's in terms of the 12th man. And then going to Denver is never easy. But I got to think this is probably going to be his toughest road test. Entering an environment that, Dan, if it was a noon game, it would be different. But a 325 game central, that's three and a half yeah. extra hours of Bloody Marys and hurricanes and everything else that people can can make that make that home field even louder for golf. Yeah, you know, you're right about that. It is going to be the most difficult spot. I think Seattle was a good test, and I think what the Saints probably want to do is to do something that Seattle was able to do. Now, Todd Gurley was able to get the end zone a bunch, but in that game, Seattle kept him in check as much as you could probably keep Todd Gurley in check. What they also did is they said, listen, We'll let you have all the yards you want, but we're not going to get beat by the 75-yard Robert Woods touchdown. We're not going to be getting beaten by the 60-yard Brandon Cooks touchdown. They got chunk yardage, but Seattle was like, all right, we'll take that. We'll shut down Gurley, and then we'll see what you guys can do in the red zone. In the end, it ended up where the Rams ended up getting a two-point victory. But I think that's a pretty good recipe to beat this team, and you're right, of playing indoors. It's, it's a different animal. I would rather have this situation than the Saints. I don't believe in the West Coast team uh, playing worse because of a you know a noon Central time kickoff. I, I never really bought into that. I usually think if you're, you're good enough, you're going to play at whatever time. But I think the home field advantage is something. The one good advantage that the Rams do have, though, is Cooper Cup is expected to play in this game, which is something you guys, I'm sure, have talked about. But with him being out the last couple of games, it doesn't seem like the Rams have missed a beat, but he is such a security blanket for Goff that his return is key for Sunday's game. Yeah, and if there's any, I mean, look, if you're even if the the most diehard of Saints fan has to admit, Saints have had issues in the secondary. I mean, Lattimore's been very good uh, after that Week One blunder. He's been a really good number one corner, but they have struggled with that number two spot. They even went and traded for Eli Apple to bring him in uh, to try to shore that up, but. The Vikings still got loose last week between Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, but the defense made took you know they made two big plays. One being a forced fumble that they returned back into their territory, and then the uh, PJ Williams who got picked on the entire first half ends up coming up with a pick six and gets named NFC Defensive Player of the Week. I'm like, what the hell? Like he got torched all day, but he makes one big play and he wins the award. Right so. Place for- Right place, right time. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all it is. That's all it is. But, but I mean, just in terms of the – I mean, it, it feels like with this receiving core, Cooks, Cup, if he's back, and and um, uh, Woods, Robert I mean, Woods. These, these guys are going to get loose on Sunday, you got to think. Yeah, and, it's, you know, I, I look at – you know, for example, like I look back at the – you know, at, at some of the Saints teams in New Orleans, and you, and you look back to the, to the great receiving cores – of, you know, Marcus Colston and, and Robert Beecher and Devery Henderson. And you had, you know, you had because there were just, there were, there seemed to be weapons everywhere. With the Rams, it's Gurley or one of those three. They have zero tight end output. Maybe a little, I shouldn't say zero, but it's really not a factor. There isn't, there isn't a fifth wide receiver coming in. I mean, they are strictly based on what those four guys do. And that is, that's so unique. But, because they're all so good, as you said, if you mentioned, you get down to, to if you get a good matchup in, in, in the slot, they'll take advantage of it. If you try to double one, then you're going to be leaving one-on-one with another, and they're going to be running free, and it's Cooper Cup running across the middle, or Robert Woods running across the middle, and it's just, it's really, really tough, and, 
and that's why when we talk about MVP, so much of you know, Todd Gurley's name is brought up, and rightfully so for what he's done. But Sean McVay has, has just been so magical with how easy the Rams have made it look. And nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna, you know, think that Jared Goff is is a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. But to to put Jared Goff in the MVP consideration is just solely, in my mind, on the shoulders of what Sean McVay has done. And it's not meant to be a knock on Goff at all. It just shows on how good of a coach he has done and, and what he has done with his quarterback. So how do you see this one playing out? I mean, look, for the Saints, this is a vitally important game in my mind because we've seen it. The Saints have not, in the Sean Payton era, they have not lost a home playoff game. They've lost a bunch of uh, road playoff games. So in my mind, mm-hmm. the Saints have to have that home field advantage. This is going to be a year that they get back to the Super Bowl. they got to have home field advantage in the playoffs. And to me, this game is vitally important because if the Rams win this one, let's face it, I mean, that, that gives the Saints two losses and they have the head-to-head. Basically, the Rams can go ahead and lock up a home field throughout the, the playoffs. Now, does that matter because they lost a home field a home game last year in the playoffs? We'll see. But at least for the Saints, I think they've got to have the home field. And so a win this weekend would go a long way uh, in attaining that. Yeah, you know, I will. I will say that one silver lining is the Rams. While the Coliseum is great, and they wouldn't have to travel, their home field advantage of fans, um, you know, isn't to what you would have, say, in in other places, New Orleans, right. Minnesota. Green yeah, what the Bay, hell was that? that? There were there were a ton of but, there were a ton of Packers fans there last week. Tons, tons of <laughs> Packer fans. That's the the real advantage to the Rams having home field is basically that they don't travel. You're not going to get home field, I think, from a crowd as being electric, if, if you know what I mean. I, You know what? I, I think the Saints to go to the Super Bowl this year. I did. I, I, unfortunately, I also think Boston, although that's a completely different story. We won't talk about that. <laughs> I do think I do think it's interesting. I am still waiting to see the real thunder and lightning, if you will, with Ingram and Camaro because yeah. it, hasn't, it hasn't happened since Ingram came off of the suspension. And if there was a week to do it, uh, this is the week that you're going to need. I do like the Saints in this game because of of the home field. I also don't think that the Rams are good enough to be a team that is nine and zero. If they don't if they don't win or if they don't lose this game, sixteen and zero now comes into the equation. It really does. I don't think that the Chiefs are going to give them a battle, but I, you do have to run the ball against the Rams, and that's where it comes down to, to Ingram and Kamara in my mind. And, and I know we like to look at the quarterbacks, we like to look at Drew Brees, but that's where it just basically starts and ends with me. If you aren't getting 120 yards, 150 yards on the ground against the Rams, it means you're not keeping them off the field, and they're able to move up and down the field, which I think they'll do. I mean, I, I, I think this is going to be a you know 34-31 type of game, but um, for the Saints, you got to get Ingram and Kamara both going, and that's going to be the key, I think, on Sunday. Yeah, same thing. these two teams played in Los Angeles last year, and they got after Breeze, sacked him three times, and made it difficult, but they rallied late and ended up only losing by 6, 26-20. So I could see that, you know, just flip. Hey, home field, back in the Dome, Saints win a close one by 6 or something like that. So I could easily see that. Talking with Dan Beyer, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, before we get you out of here, Dan, i got to get your thoughts on Saturday. Uh, look, I started the week by thinking LSU didn't have a shot. Then I talked myself into thinking, okay, maybe they can keep it close. Now I'm to the point where thinking LSU might come out and take the lead early against Alabama. How are you feeling? How are you feeling on this one? Because I've talked myself into every which way but Saturday. Well, uh, that would be smart. That would be smart because we've seen what Alabama has done with leads. I, I do find it interesting 
And, and you know, we've had the discussion on a, on a national level at our network uh, over the past week or so of, like, if Alabama would lose this game, do they get into the college football playoff? And there, there are ways where it doesn't happen as crazy as it seems. I don't think that Alabama is going to jump out 28 nothing, But I do right. think that there is an opportunity. I, you know, in, in, you know I, I'm a Big Ten guy, so I know a little bit about Joe Burrow and his time at Ohio State and, and seeing what he's done. It does seem to be um, an atmosphere where um, he would thrive. And Joe Burrow's just such a good guy that, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to, you know, a lot of people that are going to be rooting for him. However, it's just a matter of, of the Alabama big plays. If you can stop it on the first series, that's all you need. That's, right. that's all you need. You just can't be down 21 nothing at the end of the first and 28 nothing like some other teams of the SEC have had. But at least you've got a quarterback that if they do score, I think you can maybe get an answer in that first quarter. It's going to be tough, Chris. It's going to be tough. Well, I mean, I, the only thing I'm looking at, Dan, is Alabama's uh, schedule thus far this season has been a joke. I mean, they have not played anyone. In terms of RPI, they've played one team in the top 50 in RPI, and that's A&M, who ranks 40th. The next best team they played was Ole Miss at 61. I mean, they have not played anyone. And so as much as, you know, look, I'm, I'm going to tip my cap. If Tua makes all those plays against LSU, I will absolutely give him credit and say he deserves the Heisman and and so be it. But LSU's got NFL DBs. He has not faced an NFL DB yet this year. Uh, and Greedy Williams, who's going to be a top 10 pick in the draft, Christian Fulton. So, uh, look, he's going to face his toughest task, toughest road environment he's ever played in. And uh, what's the vibe out there? We talked with Aresh Markazi earlier this week. He said a lot of folks in L.A. still root for Coach O. There is a, there is a, there is a warm place in their, in their hearts. Um, that is for sure. Especially too, just because of the voice and everything that comes <laughs> that comes with him. So, and there's not a lot to cheer about out here on the West Coast. They got to right. figure out something to cheer for for anyway. But 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 yeah, I mean, I whether whether this is an, an Alabama beat down or not, um, Coach O has obviously loved us here. But to your point about what what Alabama has done nationally, is the reason why it isn't a given if they lose this game that their path to the college football playoff is already been set. Not only with just the way that other playoffs could or other conferences could play out for the playoffs, but for the simple fact of where has been their test. At least last year, when you looked at Alabama, they had the early win against Florida State, even though Francois was knocked out of the game. This time around, that game was Louisville. So there's there's legit questions that you bring up about really who has Alabama played and the type of caliber, and that actually is something that could also, if they end up losing on Saturday could keep them out of the selection process if certain things end up playing out. Well, we've done this crap before. Last time LSU beat Alabama, we had to play them again in the damn championship game. So <laughs> That would be LSU fans' worst nightmare. You finally beat them, you finally get the monkey off your back, and then you got to play them again in the damn playoff. Wouldn't that be great? And that's, yeah, Georgia feels your pain. Just not for playing them again, but the fact of, all right, good, somebody knocked out Alabama, and then they end up getting in last year. So it always seems to happen with the Crimson Tide. Yeah, if LSU wins on Saturday, I'm fully on board. Go Notre Dame, go Michigan. I want everybody else to run the table. So that they keep them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. He is Dan yep, Byer, Dan Byer, Fox Sports Radio. Dan, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Chris. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Talk again soon. Dan Beyer from Fox Sports Radio out there in Los Angeles does a good job out there uh, covering uh, all the teams in L.A. And, of course, on the national perspective, I think his show uh, is Saturdays right here on uh, Fox Sports uh, Radio on uh, 1280 New Orleans. So uh, let's get a call in here real quick before we grab our last uh, time out of the hour. Josh is calling in on uh, line one. Josh, what's going on, man? 
Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just Something I looked at, I actually saw everybody talking about the Rams and how good they are, and I understand they are undefeated and they're a good team. Um, they've only played one team that had a winning record when they played them. So every team that they've played either was at 500 or a losing record. They've only played three teams total that have winning records. I'm not sold on this team. I understand they have all the names, but, I mean, if you remember the Philadelphia Eagles a couple of years ago when they created that super team and how they fell off, just wanted to call and say, point that out. You know, it's, I'm not sold on this Rams team. I see us winning by double digits. So have a good one. Thank you. All right, thanks, Josh. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, uh, and I brought it up. I mean, this is going to be the toughest test, I think, for golf and company. But, again, to me, the only thing that scares me is that uh, this, this secondary has given up plays. I mean, again... We, we talked about it. The NFC Defensive Player of the Week is B.J. Williams because of his massive play that he made with the pick six. But other than that, he was he gave up eight eight of nine targets for over 120 yards and two touchdowns. He got lit up. Eli Apple got got beat. Um, you know, week before against the Ravens, it took you know you, you took a seven point lead with two minutes to go, and you let Flacco go right down the field on you and score what should have been the game tying touchdown, albeit a miracle. Um, you know, they missed the extra point, and and you win. Great. The Saints have been tremendous. I'll take those wins any way I can get them, but we also have to realize you've got warts. You've got issues in that secondary. And when you talk about three, count them, three big-time receivers in Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup, Saints are going to have to play their asses off to stop those guys on Sunday. They just are. And you just hope and pray that the offensive line holds up and can protect Breeze, and you know maybe you get into a shootout and you can, uh, and you can answer and score points. But if they're getting after Breeze and they're sacking them and that new addition of Dante Fowler's getting after, I mean that's it's a scary proposition because it could suddenly swing, you know, if they if they take if they get out to a ten point lead, that suddenly they can just start leading on Todd Gurley and eating up clock. And uh suddenly it's you know, it's that's all she wrote for the Saints. I hope that doesn't happen. Again, you know, credit the Saints. Yeah, their defense got torched last week, but I could also argue they made big plays when it counted. Anzalone forcing the fumble, which Lattimore scoops up and returns you know, all the way into Saints territory, that was that that flipped the field. It flipped uh, the whole momentum of the game because otherwise Minnesota's going in and scoring and making it a ten point halftime lead. Um, you know, again, the, the the defense can just make big plays. Again, they're going to give up plays, but if they can make those big plays again, they'll have a chance against the Rams. Uh, let's grab our last break. We'll come back, wrap things up here on Thursday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.